Hi there and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball for Sunday night, August 16th, 2020. He is Tristan H. Cockroft. The H stands for happy to be here. Kyle Soppy researches and produces our show as if it is his favorite show. And I am merely Eric Carabell. Tristan, how are you? I hope you had a nice weekend. Oh, I did indeed. Did you? I did. Now, people are listening to this on Monday, but that's because we can't, you know, do everything on Sunday night. We do the show, and then we post it early Monday morning. Kyle does the job there, but we're going to talk about the weekend, and what a weekend it was. Lots of great performances, and unfortunately, lots of injuries, and we could do a whole show on the closers, frankly, because that's just ridiculous. I mean, it's like half these teams. It's unbelievable, and we'll have some trivia, and uh, I guess later on, we'll have some hash browns, too, and... I had hash browns this morning. I bought hash browns at the grocery store, and we made them with some eggs this morning. Hash browns needed some ketchup, but they were good. They weren't the best hash browns I've ever had. You know where I've had the best hash browns, but it was still pretty good. So I hadn't had hash browns at home. I don't know. So I went to the grocery store, and I was like, well, this looks good. It's hash browns. And I talk about hash browns all the time. And I've said hash browns five times in the last 30 seconds. So I'm going to keep talking about hash browns. And then in 30 minutes, we're going to answer your hash browns. It's the hash brown show, isn't it? It tells me a lot, though, that you had ketchup with them. So I could see that they weren't the best ones you've ever had. Were they fresh or frozen? Um, They were neither. <laughs> they well, were neither, really? Okay. I guess they were fresh. I mean, I bought them in the refrigeration section. So we just but left they weren't them in, in the, the frozen section. They were not in the frozen section. Okay. You know? All right. And then we fried them up in the pan, and uh, we had some sausage there. It was They were fine. They, they just, you know, you know, probably when you go to a restaurant, like Matt's Big Breakfast in Arizona, they're probably dumped with like a pound of butter and pepper, and that's why they taste so good. Yeah. It's all about the seasonings there, I think. Plus, it's it's probably the freshly shaved potatoes, which, oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Now I'm getting hungry. And I just had I, I just had an egg related uh, dinner kind of thing, so you know it's it's a little reminiscent of our evening Matt's big breakfast for dinner. <laughs> you're, you're getting hungry. It's kind of late. It's after dinner on Sunday night. When, when am I not um, hungry? Come on. Uh, so the Yankees and the Red Sox are playing right now, and the first couple games I believe of the series went all in one way, the Yankees' way. <laughs> yeah, and and, uh, and the number like seventy-two Ford, just hit it a mile. <laughs> Mike Ford just hit one a really long way, it's, and it's four to one in the third inning now. And um, so Friday night, Glaber went off. You know, no concerns anymore. And then, on, but the Yankees, the story about the Yankees this weekend, I guess that we'll talk about this now. Is not about them beating up on Red Sox, terrible pitching, but their injuries. Yeah. Now, there's no victory laps here, but I don't know why people thought Aaron Judge was going to stay healthy for two months or John Carlos Stanton would, but DJ LeMayhew, I did. And there's some news here. LeMayhew has a thumb strain. They're saying it's t- at least 10 days. Judge says he's already fine. His calf is ready to go. So he maybe he comes back as soon as the 10 days are up. I don't know when Stanton's playing again, but your thoughts on these three Yankees. Yeah, Stan was three to four weeks as the estimate. As you said, we can't be sure about that. Judge, they were torn as, on whether to place him on the injured list, so I do anticipate he'll come back after a minimum stay of 10 days. I believe that's during the upcoming weekend, based on the retroactive day. I, I'd have to check the exact date for that. Um, it, it's a little troubling to me in that it reminds me of last year where the Yankees dealt with a lot of injuries, and what people have forgotten is they got a lot of production from some unlikely performers and yeah we're believers in Mike Talkman and Gio Urshela now but can they get that from players like Mike Ford who yeah just did a home run so I guess maybe he can are they going to get this kind of production second base they can't fill G- DJ LeMahieu's role I mean Tyler Wade Tyro Estrada you need a leadoff man then so it changes the dynamic of your lineup I, I think that's the one that's going to hurt the most and I do think we're going to see it's a little more inconsistency from the Yankee lineup this week so the lineup on Sunday night, Aaron Hicks leading off, Gio Urshela, who's been all offense, no defense, oddly enough. Uh, you know, we thought he'd be the, not the opposite, but we thought, I thought the hitting was real. The hitting is real, but defensively hasn't been very good. Mike Toppin batting third, Glaber fourth, Ford has three RBI batting fifth, then Gary Sanchez and his 138 batting average, but with power, he is hitting home runs. And Clint Frazier is batting eighth tonight, Tristan. And I just offered up a lot for, to get Clint Frazier in one of my leagues on Fab Money. Um, between Clint Frazier and Mike Talkman, who would you rather have in fantasy the rest of the season? I think I would rather have Talkman 
I think that the Yankees look at Frazier as a guy to call up when some of the big names are on the injured list. I think Talkman needs to be on the roster consistently and consistently, and I think he does more. The fact that he's got a good glove will keep him in the lineup a little bit more often. I'd rather have the consistent player. And say you're an AL only, would you rather roster Tyler Wade or Miguel Andujar? Miguel Andujar, I I really don't think there's a lot there with Wade. But Andujar might just go back to the minors or back to the alternate site in a week. Yeah, but I mean, wouldn't you rather have the player who, when he's up, could give you some power punch as opposed to Tyler Wade? In theory, yes, but I think if Andujar is back in the in the alternate site in a week and Tyler Wade's a regular second baseman for the next week, and you know, I don't even know if Andujar is going to play. How can they play him over Frazier or Tachman or Hicks? They can't. Yeah, the positions are a problem. You can't just put Miguel Andujar at second base. Well, you could. It probably wouldn't be pretty. But, yeah, it's a fair point. It's just I don't think playing Tyler Wade benefits fantasy managers. Maybe in the no, AL only. Like, so, like, an AL labor, if I have to play him because I have nobody else to put at second base, all right. But, I mean, you know the career numbers for him, which if my screen would scroll, I could tell you. 203 career batting average. Yeah. No, I mean. I understand. Um, let's get to some chance. other other injuries here before we get to the fun stuff. Bo Bichette injured list with a knee. Um, that's not fun. Acuna did go on the injured list before the weekend. Strasburg did go on the injured list after his Friday start, which didn't last very long. I'm not surprised that Acuna, even though Atlanta kept saying they wouldn't do it. I'm not surprised at Strasburg. But Bo Bichette, man, there was no indication he was hurt, and he's playing great. That could be a problem. Yeah. And apologies, I'm confusing the Acuna one with Judge. Acuna is the one where they definitively said that they were going to call him back at the end of the 10 days. But I think Judge is, based on what they said, uh, very close to that. Bichette's absence is a problem. Toronto's lineup hasn't been getting a lot of production up and down the lineup. And I think having one of their key contributors absent is going to be an issue for that that offense. The only thing I can say in their, <laughs> in, in their defense is that Salem Field is really... And I hope it's Salem Field, isn't it? I believe so. It's okay. It's really Homer friendly so far. So it is boosting um, the numbers of everybody offensively so far. Yeah, they're scoring runs there. That's for sure. Uh, Toronto played Brandon Drury at short today. That's not, that can't be good. <laughs> like, I, I understand he's more of an infielder than Miguel Andujar, but still, that, that seems odd. Um, Biggio at the top, and then Grichik and Shaw, Vlad Homer today. So that's a good sign. People are giving up on Vlad. I think it's a mistake. It's possible I overrated him going into the Hall of Fame, but, you know, he's slugging 435. He's not exactly awful right now, but let's. I, we do need to see more. And you're right. And you you had said a while ago he's not hitting balls, baseballs in the air. That's part of the problem. And look at that. Another save, save by somebody nobody has rostered for Tampa Bay. Um, more injuries. Um, any other injury? Oh, the other injury I want to discuss here, and I think I'm I'm going to write about this for Monday. Jordan Alvarez was scratched on Sunday with a knee problem. The Astros have to be concerned here because they're already saying Alvarez is not going to play the field at all. He's a full-time DH now, maybe forever. But these knee problems are not going away. Mm -hmm. And they also lost Michael Brantley to the injured list. So Kyle Tucker will get to keep on playing. But I'm starting to wonder now, if I've got Alvarez on the fantasy team, is he somebody to trade away, to sell here? Because if we know that his knee is a problem, Okay, you can't even play the field. He's going to have a problem running the bases too. There's a there's an injury list injury list stint in Jordan Alvarez's future. It may not be tomorrow, but that's coming. It probably is, and unfortunately, when you have a player who missed the beginning of the year, came back and got hurt within a couple of days, it's probably about the worst time you could possibly trade him. I mean, look, if you can get something for him, if you get any if you can get anything near what you paid for him on draft day, anything near top hundred player value, okay, but do you really think you're gonna get that? If somebody offers you Nicholas Castellanos today. Oh, that I would laugh all the way to the bank. Okay. Wouldn't well, you? I don't think anybody's don't, doing that. I don't play for money, Tristan. I don't know what you play for. I would laugh all the way to the kind couch where I sit down and celebrate my <laughs> to the jelly bean the jelly bean shop, yes. Yes, jelly beans and raisins. We play for those things, okay? I don't know about you. I play for All right. pieces. I don't know about you. Um, also, before the weekend, some good stuff with the prospects. The Phillies called up Alec Bohm, and he had a decent weekend. He didn't homer, but he got – I like the fact that Alec Bohm hits the ball to the opposite field. 
And then we found out the Cardinals have had to call up Dylan Carlson, and they did. And he played all weekend. He's going to be a regular player now. Um, but Joe Adele is the reason why you're little, little, you, you think, do I want these guys active in a fantasy league this week? Joe Adele did have two singles on Sunday, but he's batting 214 and slugging 214, which tells us no extra base hits. So I rank these in my Friday column, Tristan, and I know you read everything I write, as Carlson first, Adele second, because he's got speed, and Bohm third for the rest of the season. And I probably would agree with that in uh, dynasty formats for future years as well. That's not anti-Phillies. I'm a Phillies fan. Do you agree with that order? For this year, I, I almost want to just throw them in a hat and draw the names. Um, I would disagree with you from a long-term perspective that I'll take the chance year over year on Adele. Over Carlson? Yeah. Uh, I don't. What do you see in there? I mean, Carlson's got power and speed, and I think he's actually safer for batting average, isn't he? Yes, and and I know I'm taking. <laughs> what are you saying? Because <laughs> I always get lured in by your Miguel Sano types. I'm always lured in by, oh, I'm going to find the next John Carlos Stanton. He's actually going to stay healthy this time. And and Adele does steal bases. We really should give him credit for the ability to steal 15 bases without much problem year over year. If he drops in 40 homers annually with that, I'm taking over Carlson all day. And I'm and right now at this stage of their careers, I'm taking the chance on that. But but to your point, the floor on Adele is the most troubling of these three. Yeah, I guess I'd agree with that. I like Bohm. I think he's going to bat fifth or sixth for the Phillies for a long, long time. I think he has to move over to first base or DH after the season. He's a terrible third baseman. Uh, he made a nice play or two, but he also laid a couple balls a third. He's he's not a third baseman. If Reese Hoskins doesn't hit, and he did a little this weekend, I'm just saying, I like Bohm. I wrote that Bohm is Nicholas Castellanos. 25 home runs, 280 batting average. Nothing wrong with that. I think Carlson and Adele have a little bit more statistical upside. but um, And you're laughing. You think that's crazy. I, I don't think you give Castellanos enough credit for how good a player he is and can be. I, I, Am I wrong though? Two eighty with twenty five homers a year. I think Castellanos. I think Castellanos is a is a better baseball player than that, and I think he will be over the next five years. So, if you okay. want to say that Bohm is Castellanos, I would probably disagree. If the Castellanos you're taking as the average over the past three to five years. Yeah, okay, I could see that for Bohm. Well, he's twenty eight, Tristan. What am I supposed to use? Like, I like think, dreams? I and think wishes? Castellanos is going to have a. Castellanos is having an amazing year. He is. Well, he's batting two sixty seven. Let's not go amazing. But he's hitting for more power than he's ever hit for on a, on a per rate, on a rate basis, okay? So, but his career high in home runs was is 27. Yeah. So I, I think that we can safely say, all right, 27 homers and 280 a year. That's what he's, that's his season averages. But I, I, that's, I get where you're coming from. I'm going to give you this, that there was all that talk about how the, the numbers at Comerica Park were inflating a lot of what the Tigers were doing in terms of the metrics, the hard contact, the, the you know, uh, exit velocity and the like. But Castellanos left Detroit, went to Chicago, had an amazing final two months. I mean, like, they were J.D. Martinez-esque in Arizona. Contract. Contract run. I don't. I put Look, if, if I put and nothing that happens in this two-month period is going to tell me anything. But if Castellanos in 2021 bats 310 with 42 home runs, I'll admit I'm wrong. But he's had six full seasons in the majors. Seven. Yeah. I just I couldn't disagree with you more on Nick Castellanos. I, I like him. I have him in my top hundred. I, I have him in my top hundred. I'm just saying this is all there is. Um do you drop Strasburg? I don't agree with that. Okay. I think there is more. Do you drop Strasburg right now? No, um, it's carpal tunnel. There's not an extensive background on how much time that could cost a pitcher. So to me, it's the great unknown from injuries. All right, fair enough. I'm tired of talking injury. Uh, one more prospect, Cabert Ruiz came up for the Dodgers when Will Smith, the Fresh Prince, went on the injury list. And of course, because he's a Dodger, he homered in his first at bat. Um, can you make the... Can you make the case to even add Cabert Ruiz right now? I mean, I can't even find ten catchers I want to roster. Like I just, I just picked up Cabert Ruiz in a league and dropped Wilson Ramos. I'm tired of Wilson Ramos. I saw him all weekend. I did nothing. Doing nothing. Yeah, I don't think I'd make a move that rash because it's still 
theoretically right now Will Smith's job. If Ruiz goes off in this week and shows that he has a Will Smith-like impact initially, then they might have, you know, the what, the quarterback competition to pull the football thing in there. Um, but I don't think it is. I think they look at Smith as that being his job and they want Ruiz to just kind of work towards the future and possibly be a trade chip. I did um, Adam I did Adam in Tal Wars. And by the way, he's the theme of the trivia today. Oh, well, let's get right to that. Let's <laughs> sing the I'm trivia song. Good old keeper to Ruiz, because it's time for some trivia, trivia that Eric definitely won't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best to not know it. All right. So Keybert Ruiz, you mentioned home run in his first major league at bat. Interestingly enough, the past three players to have done that now are catchers. And the other two are Tyler Stevenson, who did it this year. He did it uh, in the first month of the year. And the one before him was Zach Collins of the Chicago White Sox. I was going to give you those as the trivia question, but I'm not. Instead, I'm going to point out, Kiebert is the 127th player in history to homer in his first at bat. And I would like you to name either of the two Hall of Famers who are on that list. Nope. Eric has to name the other 126. Go. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so you're telling me there are two Hall of Famers that homered in their first major league at bat. Two Hall of Famers homered in their first major league at bat. Well, I would like to you... name one of them. Why do you do this? I think it's a why do you do question. this to me? All right, I, I I'm kidding. That the is real a trivia nightmare. <laughs> the real trivia question is what no, no, color that's, that's, is that's the fanatics fur? <laughs> There's something. There's something wrong with you. There's there's something <laughs> seriously wrong with you. Just wait till Kyle I, here tells you what the backup trivia question was. I can't even begin to figure out who. Like, did Vlad Homer's at first at bat? I don't know. I. I we'll get to some hints right. in a little bit. Did Griffey? No. All right. Um, let's move on now. We could spend an hour and a half on the closers, so let's just spend a couple minutes there. You want to sing that song? The Closer Carousel. All right, let's just go quickly here. Kirby Yates of the Padres goes on the injury list, right elbow information. I wrote about it the other day, and of course he wasn't hurt then, but now he is. Drew Pomerantz will be the Padres' closer, and I predict. How can we not predict that he keeps this job? I mean, Yates has elbow inflammation. He's probably going to need Tommy John, right? I mean, don't you assume that we don't see Yates at least the rest of this month? So the initial suspicion is bone chips. So maybe he avoids the Tommy John surgery. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm very concerned, worried that he can't come back to an effective year. And I'm with you. Pomerantz, you mentioned uh, two relievers in the top 10. Now it's only one. It's him. Top five? If we... If we say Hader is one, yep. Um, so Araldus comes off the injury list tomorrow. Would you rather have Araldus or Pomerantz the rest of the year? Araldus, but that's close. I don't know, man. Who's more likely to get hurt? You know that you can make a. I, that's too. Much. I don't we know can't. that I would predict an injury for either one. Would you? No, I. That's not fair for me to say. I, I can't say that I would take. Pomerantz over all this, but if I if I say right now my top closers are Hader number one, huh? Liam Hendricks number two. Huh? Oh, you've got Kenley Jansen third. I guess I have to oh, put him. He's been good this year. Jansen and Araldis. I might put Pomerantz fifth because I think about the other closers that would that would warrant consideration for a top five. Taylor Rogers of the Twins was Sergio Romo's setup man today. That tells you all you need to know. That they're sharing that. They're time sharing their closers. Oh well, so, they, Sergio we knew, Romo. We knew huh? that. We knew that. We didn't know that. Yeah, we did. He can't pitch on consecutive days. Rogers can't. And and Romo's had two unusual day off. You know, like Rogers' day off saves. Anyway, it's it's a okay, Rogers really bullpen. Bullpen. Rogers set him up today. It's not like Rogers didn't pitch today. Rogers was a setup man. Every other game this year, it was Romo setting him up, though. Right. This is the first time that Rodgers was a setup man. That's what I'm saying. I have concerns that he's not going to get all their saves. I clear. So I'm looking at your relief pitcher rankings because they're obviously better than mine. Nick Anderson's in your top 10. I don't know how, if he's getting five more saves. Brad Hand is in your top 10. I don't know if he's getting five more saves. Yeah. Brandon Workman's in your top 10. I don't know if they're going to win five more games. Yeah. There is nothing at closer. Nothing. 
Yeah, I look Fire at Raider has. Yeah, I look at this list and Pomerantz is there. Pomerantz is a clear top ten closer right now. I I'm telling you, I can very easily make you the case he belongs in the top five. If we know that that is his job for the remainder of the year, the stuff in a bullpen role plays up to being an elite fantasy closer. So I'm looking at the player radar. Here's the top five for relief pitchers. And I mean, at closers, not, you know, starters that can close. Sure. Um, Hendricks one, Zach Britton two. He's losing saves tomorrow. Kenley Jansen three. Cole Sulcer of Baltimore is the number four closer on our season player radar. And Alex Colme is five. And everybody thought Aaron Bummer would be, would take over the closer role there. And it hasn't, he's on the injured list. So I think Rafael Montero and Drew Pomeranz are top 10 closers. Let's move on. I like um, Trevor God of San Francisco got lit up <laughs> on consecutive nights. How do you let a guy give up four home runs on Friday and Saturday? Nine earned runs, and he got three outs. That manager. And look, he was in Philly, and he was terrible here. Trevor got – I don't know. Who's the San Francisco closer now? Is it Tony Tyler Watley? Rogers, probably. Tyler Rogers? Probably. Probably is. Um, Toronto. Anthony Bass, back tightness. He sat out today. Jordan Romano, Jordan Romano or Anthony Bass, rest of this truncated irregular season. Romano, and I fear you're gonna. I, f- I fear that road is gonna take a turn down the. Ken road. Giles back in two weeks. That's what I'm. He's working his way back, and I do think that's his job when he's healthy. So yeah, two oh, weeks. Oh yeah, now. I I agree with that. But Jordan Romano could be like this year's Nick Anderson. Yes, million strikeouts, but actually Nick Anderson didn't get saves last year, so. That doesn't that doesn't scream to his role. And then the Rockies, how about this turn of events? I think Daniel Bard is their next is their closer for the next save chance. Jairo Diaz had a terrible weekend. He was terrible again on Sunday. Walked everybody. I think Daniel Bard gets the next Colorado save. How yeah. about that? And it, well, that there's not much left. That's the problem. Diaz was terrible. Pulled from the game. Carlos Estevez had to finish the game, and one that there was not really a save chance and was out of hand anyway. He got injured on the final play, so we don't even know if he's going to be available next. Daniel Bard, by the way, the comeback story, everybody talks about it as a great comeback story. If you look at the metrics, the control has made huge, huge strides. We do have to take him seriously. I don't- Daniel Bard and Trevor Rosenthal are going to combine for like 28 saves this season. Isn't that amazing? But- because the listeners are going to want to know how deeply are we investing here in Daniel Bard. I did buy Daniel Bard in Tout Wars NL, and I paid 35 out of my 1000 budget. That's not very much. That's $3.50 in 100 Oh, that's fine. And then uh, were there any other – all right, that's it for the closers. Uh, combo Meals, you want to sing that song? Uh, hey, it's a combo meal. Combo. Combo. What is it? It's a combo meal, home run plus steal. (laughs) I cannot do that justice. I cannot. No, I thought that was fantastic. You're the best. (laughs) Oh, God. We're going to pause now to see if I got any of the players. I did. I got all three players I put in for. I finally bought a player in in, uh, Tout Wars. People were, were joking. Not joking, probably. They thought I'm a terrible manager. I'm like in second place in Tout Mixed. But I hadn't bought any players yet. I had like a thousand dollars left, and nobody else had more than five hundred. I just bought um, all three guys I tried to get: Alec Bohm, Clint Frazier for two hundred each, and uh, Kirk Kyle Gibson. So okay, what'd you pay? Uh, what was the what were the next bids for Bohm and Frazier? Uh, I don't know. Looks like they there was a one twenty. I oh, overspent, yeah, but I, I had the money. Oh wait, there's a Bohm for one seventy four. So that was smart. Yeah, that's why I was thinking. I would bet that you got competition for Bohm. 200. Yeah. All right, so um, to get back to the original song, Combo Meals by Nico Goodrum of Detroit, and then on Saturday, Mike Trout. I've heard of him. Um, So those are the Combo Meals. You know, are you interested in Detroit or no? Uh, I think when the matchups play, I will add the players, stream them, and then they'll be gone the next day when the matchup isn't so favorable. Goodrum actually is a, a decent fantasy player, though. He could be a, a guy in a full season who hits double-digit homers and steals. He did that, actually, last year. Um, so looking at the seven-day player radar, so we want more positivity in the show. Bo Bichette, the number one player over the past week. Juan Soto is hitting a lot of home runs. Like, major power. How about that Jesse Winker, Buffalo's favorite son? Um, 
Jesse Winker's hitting for power, and I think one of those homers came off a lefty too, or maybe just one of the base hits. But that's an interesting guy, Tristan. I mean, they, the Reds signed Nick Williams this weekend. I don't know why, but Jesse Winker can be – if Jesse Winker can hit lefties a little bit, that's a guy who could bat like second or third in the lineup. He's got power against righties. Yeah, and look, I just got to be honest. I, a little part of me inside just cringed because – I remember tweeting something like this where he did homer off a lefty early in the run last year. And I was thinking, yay, he's going to be great. Go get him. Go get him. And it didn't pan out. So I want to just be really careful. But I like what I see. And you know what? I am going to go back to that well. And I want him to succeed. I I would add him. All right. Let's take a look at the schedule here and see what's going on for the next couple of days. Monday's schedule looks like this. First game starts at 515. Is there a doubleheader or something? Yep. The uh, Cubs, Cubs and Cardinals. Cardinals. All right, so Kwang Young Kim is his debut as a starting pitcher. We yep. still don't know who the St. Louis closer is. Andrew Miller, I think, got a save on Saturday, but that doesn't mean he's the closer. Um, ESPN Plus has Annabelle Sanchez and Tuki Tassant. You probably want to avoid those guys in your fantasy leagues. Um, any pitcher? Kyle Freeland at Houston. I personally think Kyle Freeland is back. I know, I know you don't think so, but what's it going to take for you to believe? Um, probably a better matchup. Actually, you know what? I probably would roll the dice on him here. The The issue is I have so many weekly lock leagues. Actually, I have them in Tout Wars. I've got to keep them active for the at Houston, at Dodgers. I, I can't yeah, imagine that leave. goes well. Well, you know what? I'm not going to assume it doesn't. He hasn't had a bad outing yet, has he? And that's with, with Coors Field. I mean, like, I know we talk a lot about him, but, like, everything looks good. He's made four starts. He's not strike. His strikeout rate's too low. That's a problem. You you have him in you have him in NL wow. labor or tout. Are you Why starting labor? Okay, so you well you have to. But if you had the choice, are you starting no, him for that? I don't have to. He was a zero dollar player. I could bench him for somebody Yamamoto. I have on that team. Mm, I could bench him. For, he looks worse. He, I'd be using Freeland over. Worse. Kyle Freeland looks great, but in an NL only. I mean, I would have to basically sit him for. I could buy somebody. I could I could put Cal Quantrill in. I'm not, I don't want to do. You would sit Kyle Freeland for Cal Quantrill this week? No. All right. I was just curious how how deep you dive in the. Cal I don't think Houston's court. lineup is all that great if Alvarez is hurt and Brantley's under the injury. List. It's the Dodgers one. I'm uh, with Freeland. I Freeland feels like the kind of guy where every time he's got an assignment, I have to look at that assignment and do all that homework to decide if I want to use him. And I, I'll do it. It's that's what I'm supposed to do, so I can deal with it. Most people don't want to do that. Matt Whistler's apparently on the Twins. Um, <laughs> Spot starter Tuesday. <laughs> uh, well, it says here Monday. Tuesday looks like, oh, a doubleheader on ESPN. How about that? Giants and the Angels, Trevor Cahill and Dylan Bundy. We've talked a lot about Dylan Bundy. And then Tampa Bay at New York, Tanaka versus Blake Snell. Um, if Dylan, I mean, I think Dylan Bundy's a two-star guy. you got to have an activist. Dylan Bundy has to be among, among the top 30 starting pitchers now. Actually, He's a two-star guy. Actually, to update on this one, and we, we'll have to get this update on the, base, the MLB page, they're moving Bundy up, guaranteeing his two starts. He'll be home Giants at Oakland. Now, the at Oakland's not a great outing there, but the ballpark plays, and based on what Bundy's done, you, done, you and I talked about it, absolutely start everywhere. Uh, Nate Pearson at Baltimore. Are you concerned about Nate Pearson? Oh, actually, you know, you know what? I I have it wrong on the seven day, and I have it right on the ten day. You were right in the first place. Sorry, my mistake. Um, Nate Pearson. It was a bad outing last week, and by the way, Spencer Howard hasn't looked all that good to me. I've watched both his outings uh, intently, and um, I'm a no on I, Pearson here. Why? Because Baltimore's hitting. They have the major league RBI leader in Anthony Santander. And, and I gave the endorsement that the Orioles are a go for offense this week, and part of it had to do with the fact that. Uh, yeah, we, they've got the full seven games. They've got Boston at home for four, so they're playing the entirety of the week in Camden oh, Yards. Boston's pitching might be worse than Baltimore's right now. Might, might. <laughs> well, I mean, like for the season. I, I think if you ask me, whose pitching staff would you rather have? I mean, like today, Baltimore's. I, I, oh, I almost oh, think staff, staff, the bullpen. Hmm. Well, I mean, you could make the case, Tristan, to to roster Cole Sulcer now over Workman. Like Boston doesn't score. Either. I will take that trade for Workman. I'm out on Sulcer. I will cash that chip in. Why are you out on Sulcer? What's he done wrong? I 
So I'm, he has no history of doing well. I'm clouded by the fact that when I watched him and scouted him, it was the Yankee games. And he came into the night that I'm kind of like, oh, Cole Sulcer, this is not going to go well. And it really didn't go well. I will. Uh, most added list, Santana, number one, Jesse Winker, two. I will take a victory lap here on Dominic Smith. You know I got him in labor. People thought I was nuts. Where is he going to play? And we didn't know there was going to be a full-time DH in the National League at the time when we did our labor draft. But still, Dominic Smith is leading the Mets in home runs and RBI. He's a terrible first baseman. He looked awful today, Sunday. But he's going to play every day somewhere. Left field, first base, DH. Dominic Smith next season, 280 with 25 home runs at least. Maybe not 280. Yeah, maybe 280. You're giving me so many of these like internal cringes that I so want to get on board, and now I'm afraid you're jinxing my teams because of how many shares I have of Smith. <laughs> I am everywhere. Please I, and don't jinx him. <laughs> All right, back to the schedule here. Um, so that was Tuesday. Anybody else we need to Trevor Bauer? You love him. Corbin Burns at Minnesota, spot start. I'm in. At Minnesota, though? That means you're out. He's going to give me three to four innings and, and lots of K's, and that's it. I miss Minnesota, I'm out. Half the starters are giving you three to four innings. Like You're not getting wins out of most of these starting pitchers right now. It's Minnesota. It's, it's a matchup to avoid. Uh, doubleheader on ESPN on Wednesday. Looks like Braves hosting Nats, Eric Fetty, and Kyle Wright. That's a good one. You don't want those starting pitchers. And then the nightcap, Angels at Giants. Patrick Sandoval, a reverse lefty, right? Against Johnny Cueto, only because I have him on my sim team. Yeah, is that, is that one of the pitchers you lit up in, the, in our sim league today? Actually, um, he, I think he was your most effective in that series, which shows how crazy that sim game is. <laughs> uh, it's my bullpen ERA is five fifty, and I'm in first place. Bullpen ERA, Nick Anderson, waste of. There's no bullpen in that. Li- Everybody's like, "Who? What are they talking about? This league has no bullpen. Like we've we've excluded all of the good relievers in Major League Baseball." All right. Let's uh, get Lance Lynn at Donelson Lamette on Wednesday night. That's fun. Yes. Yes. What's Lance Lynn got to do to break into your top 20 starting pitchers, Tristan? That's a serious question. What's, what else has he got to do? He did it last year. He's doing it again. I kind of feel like I – didn't I have him there or was he 21st? Well, I didn't look, so I was just assuming you did. 20th. <laughs> 20th, exactly. What's he got to do to get into your top 18 starting pitchers? Come on, hold Tristan. On, hold on. Let me, let me see if I can manipulate it right here. Well, Shohei Atani's not really a starting pitcher anymore, so he is 19th. And, <laughs> and Clevenger ahead of him. Yeah, you can't do that. Clevenger's not pitching for the next week or two. What are you doing? So are you dropping Clevenger now? No. Oh, but but since our last show, we found out some clarity there. I guess a little bit. Not really. No, we clarity, did. Um, Clevenger and Playsack are in the, on the alternate uh, roster. That's a 10-day minimum stay. And I believe Punishment. it was done on Thursday. So they're not pitching at all this week, but you're going to have active next week, aren't you? Very likely, yes, unless it's not a 10-day minimum stay. But I bet it's more for Plesak. All right. Uh, that seems like enough chatter. Let's get uh, our buddy Kyle in here to ask some hash browns. And if we have any time left over, then we'll do more fun things. What do you got? Well, you're going to have to get the trivia because I know how much. I money. cannot get the trivia. <laughs> That's that, that's ridiculous. How could I possibly know who hit a home run in their first at bat? I can't even think of any Phillies that did it. The idea of trivia is to make sure you don't get it. Like that's is part it, of the fun. Is it, is it, I thought it was supposed to be fun. <laughs> that's fun for half of us. Oh, so you're having fun. Hey, I said half, so you guys, I don't count. Hey, by the way, uh, Kyle picked today's trivia, so you can blame it all on him. There, boss, Kyle, crunch. Would you? Yeah, would you prefer to name the other two catchers that did it, Eric? Yeah. Would no. you have liked it if I asked you about Tyler Stevenson and Zach Collins? Zach Collins is a pretty good center for the Blazers. Anyway, Hash Browns show wants to know if you're buying the Castellanos home run surge. You guys talked about it earlier. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't see why we wouldn't. We've been expecting this for a long time. I think the, the little debate we had earlier was about whether this was legit and would stay, stay going. Now, we should note here, um, Cincinnati may not play this week. Right? I mean, is there an update on that? They were hopeful that if they got the best case scenario, there would be a doubleheader schedule on the two teams' mutual off day on Monday. Right now, at the moment we're taping, I can't see that happening. The hope would be Tuesday. But, like, they could miss the entire week. We've seen this with Miami and with St. Louis, where we were like, oh, yeah, they'll probably play. And then they didn't. Mm -hmm. 
Why are we assuming they play any games this week? Well, in their case, it was one positive test for one player, and my understanding is since they have not had a subsequent positive. All right, well, look, I want them to play. I mean, I, I hate this, but um, all right, we'll go with that. All right. Uh, oh, so I, I would say if Castellanos keeps this up, I can't project numbers, but like next year we would have to say that's a 30 home run guy, 30 to 35 home runs. So that would be a step up. So if we ranked him, say, in like the number, number 60 or 70 this season, he would move up into the top 50. I, I think and have thought since the beginning of the year that he was a true value 35 homer guy. If I was to have placed a 162-game projection on him for this year, it would have been 30. How in the world could you put a projected Castellanos for 35 home runs when his career high in seven years is 27? Metric supported it. Ballpark is in his favor. It supported him for years, and he never did it. He was amazing down the stretch last year. Oh, I'm not doubting that. I just I think that was a contract push thing. I want to see him do it next year for a full season, which is too late because you need to know right now. But okay, I'm I'm going to nitpick your contract comment there because I think it's a trap and people are going to misinterpret that. That was it. Is it, it? It wasn't exactly. My suspicion is he was not Ballpark. happy in the situation he was in previously, and to get out and have a contract push with a different team in a different situation. All right. might have pushed up the motivation. And I probably have no right to say that, but that's I, I loved what I saw from him at the end of last year. I'm a fan too. I just I, I, I want to be careful here that he doesn't go the next three weeks without hitting one over a fence. Um, let's move on. Next. Kale wants a name game for Dom Smith, knowing how good Eric is at comparisons and how high he is on Dom Smith. That's ridiculous. I suck at all this. Um, let's see. Um, well... Who is a first baseman who I – oh, so Luke Voigt I think has to be a top 10 first baseman at this point. Over Hoskins, over um, Edwin, over Josh Bell, over Sano, clearly over Votto, um, over Christian Walker. So, so you're, Luke, you're looking Bellinger, Freeman, Alonzo, Rizzo, Olsen, Goldschmidt, Abreu for sure, correct? How many is that, seven? That's seven first basemen. That's eight. Max Muncy. Yeah. So that's eight. Yeah. And then it gets debatable. I think Luke, I don't know who would be ahead of Luke Voigt after that. So on my original draft, LeMahieu, injured list, different story now. Yeah. I I did have Vlad over him. I am reconsidering that. You said Snow, same situation. I had Yuli Gurriel right there with him. They were in almost exactly the same ranking spot. I would take Luke Voigt over him now. So would I. And I would take Luke Voigt over Dom Smith, but I think Dom Smith is getting close to that territory. You know, like Yuli Gurriel. That's interesting. That, that's 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 you know that's an interesting one. Gurriel Hoskins is here. You, we could really swing him anywhere, any direction in the rankings here. Carlos Santana, Renato Nunez. Yeah, Nunez has moved up too. Mm-hmm. I think Dom Smith versus Renato Nunez is an interesting one, don't you? Yeah, that's who I was. When I looked at Nunez, I'm thinking contract. And both of them over Jesus Aguilar and Mitch Moreland, by the way. Yes. I probably would go Nunez-Press between those two, but I like I like the tier. And what about Daniel Murphy in the, around there? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think I might – would I really take Dom Smith over Daniel Murphy? I think Dom Smith has more power. Dom Smith has easy pull power, and he, and he can hit the ball the other way too. He really can it's 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 hard to turn down the rocky hitter. I get your hesitation. Are you concerned about Pete Alonso? He looks terrible. He was benched today. I don't want to say I am. I went into this season. I have Alonso in a league where I really should have traded him already because in that league we keep like twelve, and I was thinking I need to trade Alonso for like two keepers. And also, I I thought there was no way that Alonso was ever going to hit fifty home runs again. I mean, what he did last year is legit. But he also could, in next year in a full season, bat 240 with 36 home runs, which is not so special. Right. Are you concerned about him right now? He's got 30 strikeouts in 84 at-bats. It's not Evan White bad, but it's bad. Um, well, it shouldn't be Evan White bad. Evan, yeah. <laughs> no, Not many players can be Evan White bad. I mean... You know, I still think Evan White's going to be good. Obviously, he should, doesn't belong in any of the conversation of these first basemen, but I, I do think Evan White will hit. But. I, I just think it's astonishing what the strikeout rate that Evan White has so far. Um, 
I, I didn't get shares of Alonzo because I don't believe in buying into the 50-plus homers out of nowhere thing. It's very hard to repeat that. Regression just hits. I but only I- got him in this... I only got him in this league because it was a two-team dispersal draft and he was the right pick at the time. I wish I had traded him already. I, I don't dispute. Is it, It's a, a, a keeper league? Oh, yeah. I, I can't. I can't. If he was the right pick then, what changed? What changed is that I don't think I – I did not rank him number 30 like most people. I probably have him 45. Uh-huh. And I just see some downside here. I, I saw batting average downside months ago. That now looks like it's legit. He just looks lost at the plate. But, but I do. I what changed? Like nothing changed. That's what you're he right. is. Yeah, Alonzo and Jorge Soler, nothing changed. But we ranked them like 80 spots differently. That that's what the problem was. Alonzo was overranked. That's I'm not. I'm not even sure he was because of the nature of the player that he is. That you have to deal with the streaks. All right. What's next? Brandon wants to keep on the Dom Smith wagon here. He wants to know who are you keeping in a dynasty format? Smith, Kyle Lewis, or Jesse Winker? Oh, boy. Um, I want to say Kyle Lewis. Like, I think I know what Dom Smith is. 280 with 25 homers. The old Castellanos, not the new one, of course. I think I know what Winker is, and I think he's still going to struggle to hit left-handed pitching, which means he doesn't bat as much as most people. And, you know, no speed on either of these guys. Kyle Lewis. Could Kyle Lewis next year bat 275 with 30 home runs, Tristan? I think it'd be... Or is that... That'd be tough with the K-rate? It'd be tough with the K-rate, but I don't want to dismiss it outright. I... The, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to pull up the ages for you. Winker is just about 27 years old. His birthday is actually coming up pretty soon. He should uh, be last among the three of them, even in Dynasty. And I like Winker, but... I don't think you can compare these guys. I think Kyle Lewis is first, hmm. Smith second. Lewis and Smith are 25, both. Oh, Don Smith's underrated. Yeah. But he's also a first baseman. and Although he will have outfield eligibility in future seasons, probably. Because they foolishly keep playing him out there. I'll admit I have more knowledge about Dom Smith than I do about Kyle Lewis. You know I follow the entirety of his career. He did not hit right. the power in the minors. He made some very distinct adjustments. As you said, the power is legit. They forecasted it would be there. I'm with you, Smith. I read a story about Dom Smith that sleep apnea played a major role in one of his bad minor league seasons. And I thought, you know, that makes a lot of sense because he was really good, really good prospect who just had a bad, like, final year in minors. And the Mets almost gave – Mets basically gave up on him. He's only playing now because they, they ran out of bodies to some degree. And the DH. They would, they would have loved to have dumped Dom Smith on another team like the Phillies with Nick Williams. I'm, Kyle Lewis right now, that's a bad batting average. So don't buy into him batting three three. 20. But I still think I would take Kyle Lewis over Dom Smith and Winker third. Anyway. Okay. That's interesting. We're going to go a little higher up in the dynasty ranks here for our last question, which comes from Aaron. He wants to know Bo or Tatis in dynasty long-term. Who you got? Let's, uh, let's ignore the fact that Bo Bichette's on the injury list with a knee problem. It's, it's probably just a fluky thing. Yep. Um, he can steal bases. Tatis can steal bases. And look, Everything we said about Tatis six months ago, being concerned about durability, nothing's changed. It's only been three weeks. Um, but Tatis, but Bo Bichette's not hitting 35 home runs in a season. Tatis looks like he is. I mean, right now, Tatis is in the top, has to be a top 10 pick in a dynasty league, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You want to shoot for the moon. And I mean, that's that's what he presents you, is the opportunity to be a five-category Mega star in fantasy. I mean, wouldn't you take in a dynasty right now Tatis over like Bellinger and Yelich? I might Other over Yelich. I don't. Bell, Bellinger's not that old. Last I checked. No, but he's not Tatis young. What's interesting is that I actually thought that Bichette was more than a year older than Tatis is. They're actually within a year of each other from the look of it. I mean, I'm trying to read this little tiny type. Bellinger's 25. He just turned 25 last month. I'm not saying he's old. I'm just saying he's, Tatis is younger. I can't fault somebody for taking Tatis over Bellinger. I would personally take Bellinger. And then, you know, Trout, not old, but 30, right? Isn't he 30 now? Is he 30? Jeez. Or is he 28? He's, he's 29. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he just turned 29 10 days ago. So 
Like, I'm not saying in a dynasty you would not take Trout first, but you can make the case for Betts, Soto, and I think Tatis at this point in that top five. Well, Cunha, too. And Acuna, too. Yes, absolutely. Tatis is definitely up there. I don't think Bichette makes... Are we going to rank I don't think he makes a top 10. I don't think Bichette's a top 10. I don't think it's even in the conversation. I think he's third round. Would you make the case for Tatis over Acuna for next year's drafts? No. I like your thing. No. But why? What, 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 what haven't you seen yet from Tatis? Like, what reasoning could you possibly give me? I want to see it at this level for more than 100 games. And I will, I will give him a lot of credit if he gives me every Padres game on the schedule fully healthy. Okay. Without any disaster. If, if, if Tatis wins the NL MVP, and I think right now he'd probably be the leader in the clubhouse, I think we have to rank him in the top five next year. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying Acuna leaves the top five. I don't know who is leaving. Yelich is obviously leaving if he doesn't turn his season around. He has and Bellinger too. He has been. Yelich. Yeah, but he needs to run to be a top five guy. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean Yelich, uh, Cole for some that had Bellinger or had Betts, there's gonna be a space for Tatis. If Tatis wins the MVP as you describe, I I don't think there's any question everybody will have him in the top five. Me, I you, mean everyone. I, I wonder if right now our top five for next year, my top five. Trout one, Acuna two, Tatis three. Welcome to Why the are you Trout clapping? Bandwagon. Welcome to the Trout bandwagon. Well, he's hitting a home run every single day. Trout's not running. I, I look, he has one steal. The reason why I moved Trout out was because of injuries and stolen bases, Tristan. Not because of not, he's not great. You bid on that talk that he wasn't going to give you anywhere near the volume of the, the picks in the first round. And thank you, everybody, for giving me your shares. And that's not uh, a victory lap. I'm just saying that he's an amazing baseball player. Still. I, I don't think I was. I have number two. Let's not go too far I here, okay? I think you had him three, if I recall. I have, I, I have Yelich. I had Yelich one, and that looks awful. I had Trout two, Acuna three. But um, now, man, I mean, I, I wonder if Tatis should be in the top five right now. All right. Maybe that's running too fast. No, that's fair. I, the case can easily be made, and there were people who were already – just about there in the first place. All right. Well, we're just about there now in the last place. We're done for today. Thank you so much for not listening quite, to our little. Not quite. Nice try. Not oh, try. trivia. Oh, the trivia not that I. try. <laughs> <laughs> this is impossible. I can't even. All right. What was the question again? Uh, the worst. Of the 127 players who have hit a home run in their first major league at bat, which are the which are the two in the Hall of Fame? And I just ask you that you name one of them. <laughs> it's taking well, how, about I, how about I name them all? Yeah, a hall a Hall of Famer who homered in his first at bat. Yeah, I, now I was going to give you the question of which one has the most career homers. You're going to be very surprised at who that is. I was going to give you the one of who has the most among active players. That you might have gotten. Active players who hit the home run in their first at bat. We broadcast his first home run. We brought. What does that mean? ESPN broadcast the 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 uh, whole active home run leaders' first major league home run player homered in his first major league at bat. If you don't remember it, well, your memory might be fading. And we broadcast it. Yeah, that's, I'm pretty I mean, sure I, you watched it. You're pretty sure I watched. It. Yeah, okay. he's not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right, well, Jason I, Hayward. I, I, one. All right, Jason Hayward. Okay, yeah. great. So the Hall of Famers. Uh, I will tell you this. The, uh, the, uh, give, me a hint? give me a hint. Okay. One of them is a little trick questiony. Why? Is he a pitcher? Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. Are you expected me to get a pitcher? I love that. He's a really fun pitcher. You're the worst. What, a knuckleballer? You're good. You are good. Is it a real? It's you not are. Hoyt Wilhelm. It is Hoyt Wilhelm. <laughs> Hoyt wow. Wilhelm homered in his first major league at bat. And by the way, it was his only home run. That's impossible. How do you expect us to get these? You got it. It's, it's only because he said fun. If he had said 
if he just said pitcher, it could have been Tom Seaver. I, when he said fun, it has to be something different. A reliever or or like the good thing about that trivia question is that the baseball fans who are listening might enjoy that one because some people might remember that's you know trivia. I think I, rem- I remember hearing that Hoyt Wilhelm homered, and that was like in his first at bat. It was first the only time he did it, but it didn't dawn on me that it was his first. The bat. other one was an outfielder for the Cleveland Indians. He hit 238 home runs, and he was inducted into the Hall in the 70s. Larry Doby. I'm trying to think who played outfield for the Indians. It's a tough one. I'll tell you if you, when, whenever you're ready. <laughs> Give, Give me like an initial or something. I mean, EA. Uh, Avril. Earl Avril. Uh, Earl Avril. Yeah, 238. That, that, that's, that's a tough one. By the way, you know who's the tops of the list? Just to tell you how ridiculous uh, Homer in the first at bat fact is. The leader all time with 360 home runs is Gary Gaetti. And catchers do this a lot. You'd be surprised. Because they have power, and then and then and pitchers don't know what to do with them. <laughs> and I, you know what I wonder? I wonder. And they're hitting with the bases empty. I wonder whether it's because of their handling of the pitchers that they might be more apt to recognize pitchers. Didn't there was a pitcher who homered in his first at bat? And I had him on a fantasy team or a sim team, and I remember he was on Tampa. Um, what year? Esteban Yan. Remember that? Didn't Esteban Yan homer in his first at bat? I was watching that game when it happened. That was like Esteban Yan did homer in his first at bat, and he had one career homer. Yeah, I remember that one. By the way, Dave Island also did it. I I remember hearing that too. Mm-hmm. It's a weird list. If you look, it's a, there's a Wikipedia page that has all 127. It is a weird list. You're, you're a weird list. Um, I like your trivia trip. I, no, you know what? I consider that a, that's one of the highest compliments. That, I agree. I, I agree. I do think. I, I, at least I got one. I got one of them. Okay. Well, I think we've had enough. Thank you so much for listening to our little fantasy focus baseball podcast. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we're going to continue, I think, going Sunday nights and Wednesday nights until they tell us that we can't keep doing that. And uh, there's ads and there's fun and games and, look, we do the best we can here. So, anyway, Tristan, have a nice week. I will talk to you again probably before Wednesday. Kyle, thank you so much for doing this job. We really appreciate it. And for Earl Averill, I am merely Eric Carabell. Have an awesome week.